Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mindfully Rich Podcast, your weekly look at life and finances with a twist. I'm your girl, Richie, and I'm so excited to be back yet another week. If you're new here, welcome. We are in season two, episode five, y'all. Y'all just don't understand. I talk about this all the time, but consistency is something that I have been trying to master, so I'm super excited that we are back another week week. And for those of y'all that are new, notice that I say we just because this podcast is not about me. It's about y'all. And without y'all listening, I wouldn't be here. So I say we for a lot of things. Like I know I'm the only one that's uploading these episodes, getting it done. Okay. (laughs) I understand that. But we are a team. We are a community here at Mindfully Rich Podcast. And so thank you so much for everyone that's tuned in. If you haven't already, make sure you check out the podcast on Instagram. I'm at mindfully underscore rich underscore podcast. I've been doing good y'all just started posting. Now I need y'all to interact with the post. I know it's going to come, but I just pulled this post that said the best way to interact with posts is to save it, comment and share. Okay. Did y'all hear that? So not just the like, okay. Save, comment, share in that order. Okay. (laughs) Well, if you didn't listen last week, I talked about adulting in a pandemic and I was saying cheers to you if you are doing it in this pandemic right now just because it's hard adulting as a whole is hard and so if you haven't checked that out mindfully rich podcast is available on all streaming platforms so go check it out wherever you listen apple Podcasts, google um Amazon, iHeartRadio, all of the platforms, okay? So when people ask me now, they're like, well, where can I find it at? Just search it. You can go on Google and just put in the search. I promise you, one of the 50 million platform apps will pop up. Go ahead and listen to it there. It was a great episode. And I currently have 30 episodes that you can go back, listen to the ones that you haven't heard already. Make sure you listen, subscribe, share all of the things. All right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and move into the Mindful Money Moment segment. And so if you're new here, what I like to do, because I love music, I take a music song title and I use that title as the topic of discussion. And so this week, I'm taking Money Bag Yo Said Something. And the title of this episode is, Did Somebody With Bad Credit Say Something Episode? Okay? I know it's long. I like long titles. If y'all haven't noticed that already, I really like long titles. Just because I'm wordy. I like to talk. Okay? (laughs) And so the reason why I wanted to go ahead and talk about credit today, I know I've talked about it before, but I wanted to dig deep into it because this is one of the most requested topics. And I understand it because credit is hard to understand if you're not a person who studies it. And so because I'm a financial expert, I've been in the financial industry for 14 years, I've learned a lot about credit. I used to be an underwriter. I also used to answer the request 
when you dispute something on your credit report for a credit union before. And so I understand all of the ins and outs of it. And I wanted to understand it a lot more just for my own personal knowledge and to help others, because that's what I do. Love to help others, love to talk about money, love to talk about finances, how you can improve them. I just, that's just my thing. That's what God put me down here. It seems like to do to help others with it. And so we're going to dig deep and talk about credit today. All right. And so I want to go ahead and just start by saying everybody needs some form of credit. They just do. And the reason why you need it is because the day and age that we live in Everything requires some type of credit pool of some sort where somebody, whether it's a lender or it's someone that you're getting a service from, they're going to pull some form of your credit report. And your credit report, for the most part, is a character report. It's just saying, are you who you say you are and will you pay me back? So let's think about it like this. If you've ever loaned anybody some money now. I've done this before. I don't care what happened. You can be like, I need some money. Leg fell off. Got to get a song back on. My app popped out. You know, I don't care about that. I want to know when you paying me back. That's all I care about. And that's all creditors care about is if you're going to pay them back. And so your credit report is a history of all the people you told you was going to pay back. So just look at it like that. All them people that you didn't say it, you know, luckily family members and all them people ain't on there because those are the people we don't pay back sometimes. Right. I know. I know I'm there. And so it lists all of the people you said you'll pay back. And what people are looking for when they check your credit report is to see, did you really pay them back? Did you pay them back late? Because that speaks to your character. Don't nobody want to loan nobody no money if they're not going to pay them back on time. And if they're not going to pay them back at all, just think about it like that. Think about your own self. So credit is like a character report of yourself. And for the most part, we're going to need it for a lot of things. Now, I know people will say, I don't need credit or you follow Dave Ramsey's method and he didn't told you you don't need credit. Whatever it is that you decide to do, you live your life, boo-boo. That's you, okay? There are things in this life that I know I want that require credit. Okay. I wasn't going to be one of those people who's buying cars in cash. I finance vehicles. Lots of people finance their vehicles. And when you do that, you have to have a credit check. They're going to do that at the dealership. They're going to do it at the finance company or at the financial institution where you get that car from. If you get a house, you have to get a mortgage. Not lots of people have the money to pay 200, 300, 400 and up $1,000 for a house. So you finance those things. Anything that you finance, that you go to a bank, credit union, or finance company and say, hey, I need to borrow some money to get XYZ. They're going to pull your credit report. So that's the reason why we need it. Okay. And so for those of you who are listening, you haven't began your credit journey yet, just because I know I got a lot of youngsters listening. You haven't began your, your credit journey yet. How do you get credit? You get credit by getting, say, I've talked about this before, a savings builder loan. You get a credit card or a secured credit card. I'm not going to talk about a specific company on here because we trying to get them sponsorships, okay? <laughs> 
I am working it today. Okay. And so you can get one of those products when you're trying to begin your credit. And if you want to know a little bit more about that, go ahead and hit me up in the DM at mindfully underscore rich underscore podcast. I can tell you some companies that I've used. Okay. And so how do you check it? That's a thing that people ask a lot. They ask, how do I check my credit report? Now it's so easy now. Like back in the day, it was so hard for them to check credit because we wasn't using like these websites or you didn't have internet like that. Like it wasn't just as popular as it is now. I know it's like, it's so funny. I'm 35, but I feel so old sometimes because I came up in a day where I didn't have social media as a kid and I know my kids, they have it now. And I'm looking like, dang, the internet really wasn't a thing like that. Like I didn't have a cell phone till I was a senior in high school. Right. I know it's crazy. So, but back to credit y'all. See, that's my ADD just kicking in, but going back to it, how do you check your credit report? There are many ways and I'm going to tell you a couple of my favorite ways to do so. And my favorite credit bureau is Experian. I will say their name because I feel the sponsorship coming. I feel me and Experian going to be on the same page. And they also follow me on the gram. Okay. And so Experian is one of my favorites. And they have an app. And I love to check my credit report through them. And also when I was an underwriter, looking at Experian's credit reports is so simple. Like Equifax, I don't know what they got on there. It's like a mix of the bi- the Bibles, these, thous, and thus, and all of those things mixed with calculus. It's like crazy. I'll be like, what is going on, Equifax? And TransUnion, same way. Their reports are... Their reports, we have to look at all of them. It's just my favorite report is Experian. And so when we're talking about checking your credit, I like Experian's app that they have. You can sign up for free. You're able to check your credit report. It'll send you updates. So that way you can see um, if anything has happened on your credit report. Like if someone was to pull your credit report, which is an inquiry, you will get a Uh, notification. Your credit was just pulled. Um, If a new product is open and you have a new trade line, a trade line is a product. If you have something that's new on your credit report, it will show you that. If your score goes up, it'll send you a notification. If your score goes down, it'll send you a notification. Equifax and TransUnion probably have apps as well. I just utilize experience. That's just my favorite. There's also Credit karma. Now, let me tell you the difference though. When you pull or when you review your credit report with Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion, which are the three major credit bureaus, you are looking at your FICO credit report. And if they provide you with a score, you're looking at your FICO score with Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. If you Pull your credit report through, say, Credit Karma. That is going to show you your Equifax and your TransUnion Vantage score, which is different from a FICO score. The difference is it's just a different model, just to let you know. So the reason why I wanted to express those different models for you is because when you pull your credit report and view your credit score on trans, I'm sorry, on credit karma, <laughs> said the word so many times, when you're looking at credit karma, it's a vantage score model. And so the thing to know about that is that's not the same model that 
financial institution, say a bank, a credit union, or a finance company, that's not the same model that those companies use. We at financial institutions utilize a FICO score, which is what you'll be able to see when you check the credit bureaus directly on their own websites or their apps. But when you're on, say, a Credit Karma, um, Credit Sesame, um, Credit Wise, I believe it's through Capital One, when you're on those type of websites, those are what's called Vantage Score Models. So it's going to provide you with a score, but just know those scores aren't going to be the same as what a financial institution will pull or what the three major credit bureaus will have themselves because they utilize FICO models, okay? Something we can get into later. Well, y'all can hit me up in the DMs and let me know a little bit more about that. If I mean, if you want to know a little bit more about that. But I just wanted to concentrate on making sure that you actually pull your credit report. There are so many different places that you can pull it from. There's also annualcreditreport.com where you'll just see your report, which is another thing. Lots of people don't like when you just pull your report. They want to actually see a score. And so there's a lot of benefit when you just pull your credit report just to view it. The reason being is if your credit report is wrong, I want y'all to hear me good when I say this. If your credit report is wrong, your score is wrong. So I want y'all to think about it. Take it on back to when you was in school. When you were in school, you had different classes that you were in. You had your social studies, your math, your English, all of your different classes that you took. And from those classes, you received a grade. Those grades calculated together were your G that calculated your GPA. So think about your credit report the same way. Your credit report has items, your credit items that are listed on there. So those are all of the accounts that you've opened up credit with. So those are basically your grades. If your credit report grades are wrong, then your score is wrong. So I'm equating it to your GPA. So I want y'all to make sure that y'all get that. Checking your credit report is making sure that the accuracy is right because you have to do that. Your name could be wrong. Your social security can be wrong. The accounts can be wrong. There's so much that could be wrong on there. There is no specific person that's at these three credit bureaus that's saying, you know what? Such and such credit report needs to be checked on today. I got to make sure that it's correct. There's nobody doing that. Just want to make sure that y'all know that. Ain't nobody doing that. So you have to be the one that's checking your credit report so that you can make sure that it's cool. Next, I want to move into how you maintain your credit. Okay, because in order for you to increase your credit score, you have to understand how to maintain your credit and you have to understand how credit works. And so maintaining your credit starts with checking it, but also understanding that there are five key elements to our credit reports. The major two that I'm going to talk about. So say if you want to increase your credit score, say by 100 points in six months, I'm going to say six months because that's the fastest that I've seen it done before. You have to concentrate I said there are five elements, but the top two elements that you want to concentrate on are 
your payment history, making sure that you make your payments on time. Remember, I mentioned that earlier. When you're making your payments on time, you're not getting what's called a 30-day late, a 60-day late, 90 or 120 days late because our credit works in 30-day increments because every single month, whomever you have credit with is reporting that to the three major credit bureaus, which I told y'all earlier, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. So making sure that you're paying all of your credit bills on time. And so what does on time look like? Because lots of people hear different things so i'm gonna let you know from an expert if your bill is due say what's the day seven okay so if you have a bill that's due on the seventh so let's say your bill is due october 7th today you're 30 days late 30 days from now so that's going to be either be november 6th or november 7th Whatever 30 days from now is, that's the date that you're late. Now, that institution, whomever you have credit with, so let's use an auto loan because I want to make sure that we all stand together with this one. Say I have an auto loan that's due on October 7th. If I don't pay on October 7th, which is today, it's due 30 days. All right, let's take that back. <laughs> I got confused. Say you have an auto loan. It's due today on October 7th. You have until 30 days to pay it before it's reported to the credit bureau as a late payment because what the credit bureau views as 30 days late is when you're actually 30 days behind. With that financial institution that you have the loan with, they may view your payment as late five days after the due date, one day after the due date, 15 days after the due date. That's when they give you their internal late fee. But the credit bureaus themselves, they consider you late 30 days after that due date. So if you are looking to increase your score, you have to improve your payment history. You can't have 30, 60, 90, 120 days late. You definitely can't have collections or charge-offs. And so collections and charge-offs happen after you have been four months past due. So that's definitely not nothing you want to be into. The next biggest thing that will increase your score tremendously, okay? Did y'all hear me? Tremendously is if you get your credit card balances down. So the credit bureaus have what's called the 30% rule. And so the 30% rule, it only pertains to your credit cards. And what that's saying is you have to keep at least a 30% or under balance in relation to your limit in order for your score to stay, I'm going to say, in good standing with the credit bureaus where you can keep and maintain a good score. And so what that looks like is if you have a $1,000 credit card and you roll over a balance of over $300, that means that it's over 30%. When your balance goes over 30%, because 30% of whatever your limit is, then that's when your credit score starts to decrease. Because the credit bureaus are looking, they have put their standard at 30% is a range of, I guess, stability. You're still, you're in a good range for them. Because I didn't make the rule. I don't know what it means. That's just the rule that they have right now. So whenever your credit card balances, and this is each credit card itself, whenever those balances roll over a balance of over 30%, and it's reported that, say you have a $1,000 credit card, 
30% of a thousand is 300. I spent that in the month of October, but in November, when they report that if I'm at $500, that means I'm over 30%. That means my score is in jeopardy of going down. Every percentage over 30%, your score is going down. Every percentage under 30%, your score is going up. So if you're trying to increase your score, you have to pay off those credit card balances. And I know I love the great generation. So the great generation is my grandma's age group and my grandmother is 90. They didn't use credit cards unless they needed them, right? So I'm a millennial and child, we be spending, we be swiper, no swiping out here, just swiping it up. But nobody ever teaches us that the more you swipe and the more you keep a balance on your card over 30%, the lower your credit score is going. So you want to make sure that you are monitoring that. And so if you're in a position, you want to see your credit score go up. Those two things that I just mentioned, keeping your payment history good, not having any late payments and keeping your credit card balance under 30%, all of your credit cards, those balances under 30%, I promise you, your score will shoot up. If you're one of those people that checks your credit score often, you'll get a chance to see your credit score fluctuates all the time. It fluctuates. If you have a balance, you'll get a chance to see what that looks like. And you can test it out for yourself on any of those places that I told you to check your credit. There are so many different apps. I've mentioned some. Check it out. Make sure that you're looking at that. I love that experience shows me that. It'll show me when my score goes up, when it goes down, and what happened. And so that's something that you have to do because lots of people don't get entombed into their credit life until it's too late or when they need to buy something. You need to be in tune with it now. Just like a relationship, you need to you know, get a relationship with your credit, okay? Because you need that. And it's something that's going to be important to you, not only now, but in your future. So getting to understand it, understand how it works is the key to increasing it. So I hope that that has been good for y'all, good information for y'all. Um, I'm probably going to have a part two next week, but that's all we're going to talk about today. I want y'all to, you know, go ahead, let that sit with you, share this with somebody and then come on back next week so we can do part two. But we're going to go ahead and jump into our financial self-care tip of the week. And it's going to correlate with the mindful money moment. I want y'all to pull y'all credit. I want you to see where you stand. Lots of people swear if I pull my credit, the whole screen going to blow up. You just got to see it. Just go ahead and check it out. See what's on there. Understand your credit report. You know, look at it. See what if you have any questions. One of my favorite places to go to get education on credit is Experian. I love their website. Their website, so simple, has lots of good information, especially regarding your credit. And so if you have any questions, I want y'all to check that out. Like I said, I feel the sponsorship is coming. Experian, I know y'all listening. I'll let you grow. Okay. <laughs> so the financial self-care tip is to pull your credit. If you see something on there that you question or that's wrong, I want to make sure that you look at that. You go seek information. You dispute. You do whatever it is that you need to do. Educate yourself so that that way you're able to understand your credit report a little bit more. All right, y'all. 
In the words of my favorite YouTuber, that's all I got. Ain't got no more. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. Make sure y'all follow me on the gram at mindfully underscore rich underscore podcast. And until next time, when I hit y'all with another one.